February 28th, only one more day of Black History Month. Whew, finally. Shit, I was just about to say get out of this month, too. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Can't learn another thing about Harriet Tubman, that's for sure. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, Chris, I could, of course, but uh, I know you don't, you don't like Black History Month. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really gets in the way <laughs> of can't... all the other history I'm trying to learn. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm sure March will have some other sort of history we can learn about. Yeah. I want to learn about fire safety. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, fire safety history month. You want to know something? You, fire safety history month. You learn about the <laughs> Triangle Factory. <laughs> and then the there's the one where the it's cow the so cow far. knocked over the lantern and burned down all of Chicago, right? That happened. Yeah. Yeah, sounds great. Is that, is that actually what happened? Was there a cow that knocked over a lantern? Is that really the story? That's the story that they tell you. I think in the olden days, they're like, let's come up with something quaint that will be like, hey, yes, but like speaking of history, and not to like get in the way of. Oh, it. let's get into it. So, uh, you know, like Wa- George Washington. There's Wa- the President's Day is also Black History Month. Mm-hmm. Because that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, of course. Uh, so I, uh, and, uh, and, uh, uh, the, the, the George Washington had a birthday, you know, or sure. whatever. Yep. And I was listening to the radio and they were talking about, uh, George Washington and how he died. And it was like one of those, like cow kicks over the lantern stories. It's okay. like, he never, he came in from the fields, you know. George Washington out there working the fields post presidency. Mm-hmm. Try to picture Joe Biden or Donald Trump doing that. They're like, oh, I'm done with the presidency. It's back to the yard. Uh, so they, so the, the, you know, so those wives' tales, old wives' tales, not young wives' yeah, tales. Chop down a cherry tree. Young wives' tales are fun and full of sexual romping. <laughs> old wives' tales are lies. Uh, so this old wives' tale. Uh, he comes in from the fields and he just, he's so hungry. He doesn't take his wet clothes off and he gets an infection and then he dies. <laughs> that seems about right. Actually. He died of epiglottic, glottitis, epiglottitis. Yep. Okay. Whatever a, the that is. Yeah. It's bullshit. No, you, you you can't get sick from be, not drying off. <laughs> oh, I, back then, I 100% believe that. He's like, he was t- t- tending to his slaves or whatever. Yeah, totally. And, uh, and he, he, he did not change out of his wet clothes and went to straight to dinner. Like, what? who would do that? No one does that. No one's like, let me just sit down with all my wet clothes on and Hold eat on. this dinner. I'm the, here the president. Yeah, like, no, no, but this is 200 years ago, dude. What, this dry is, clothes not, were not, not easy to come by? 
Yeah, or they didn't they didn't have uh like sort of like you know high proper hygiene and uh and all that kind of shit. You know, like they weren't they weren't they, everyone was fucking dirty and gross. They barely washed and tubbed themselves. Like I think taking a bath was like a luxury. It was actually what what he died of was called back in the day it was called Quincy, which seems like a fun thing to die. See? They didn't and they didn't know about fucking like uh, you know, all these diseases and things that, you know, everything was just sort of, you know, was treated the same with like the stupid same like fucking tonic, you know, out of a bottle. So he basically died of, of uh, tonsillitis, uh, essentially. He Jesus. got an abscess, a collection of pus formed between his tonsils well, and the wall. Wooden of his teeth. Throat. Yeah, but it wasn't from sitting in his wet clothes having stew, you know? Well, yeah, but like probably one thing, you know, when you're old and like one thing leads to the another, you know, and you get like, you get a cold, but then you die of like pneumonia, pneumonia or something. Right. And all that, you know, like you, you don't ever die of like the things that you're actually sick of. But it, isn't it, it dumb uh, that it's like, the, it's like he, like, it's like the cow kicking over the lantern. That didn't happen, but they just like, they need to get a root story. They need to turn <laughs> it into like a, a legend to cover yeah. up the fact that like billions of people died and lost their houses and whatever. They're like, but old Bessie, they should probably even had a name. The cow that kicked over the lantern. Oh, and for he, sure. And here we are with the. Uh, it's because fucking the history of America cannot have, they they don't have the rich history and and like the fables of and and, and the things of like old like European right like they they don't come close. I I remember like when we like a year ago when we went to we went to Iceland and we were we were walking through this sort of this glacier preserve place or whatever with this tour guide lady. She was really awesome. And her and I were talking about it. And we were, we started talking about like old Norwegian, uh, like the stories and the fables and like, uh, well, the, 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 the gnomes. Yeah. The gnomes the or even the Vikings or all these things yeah. that, you know, they have all these legendary sort of tall tales and all these things. And I sure. was like, we have like fucking Paul Bunyan and, and John. Henry. Well, most of our things are like lies. Well, one of them, they're yeah. One, they're lies. Two, they're either they're they're stolen from. And that's re- what I mean. Yeah, yeah. That's I guess that's what more what I meant. They were like they were like, oh yeah, Paul Bunyan, he's ours, or gnomes, they, even right, Santa Claus is in ours. But then I think they took it too far and they started making up shit about you know with like Thomas Jefferson and George Washington, the, the cherry trees, and like fucking Johnny Appleseed. And it's like they tried to create something out of nothing in this in this country. And I think it, like it, it's just it's so fucking it doesn't work. It's stupid. It's like when you're a kid, yeah, you eat it up, but then you realize that you, you have nothing on these, on these, on these, like on the fucking Europeans and, and probably even Asia and all, you know, everywhere else in the rest of the world who has civilizations for thousands of years. So like they, they try to come up and like the best they could do is a fucking cow knocking over lantern causing a great fire of Chicago. Like Whoa. that's just like, exactly. don't, don't try to make everything, uh, uh, well, that's the, uh, the, sort of le- the quaint version of it. As it turns out, I've done a little bit of reading here on the great Chicago fire. <laughs> if you know your history, I don't, but it was the O'Leary's fire, the O'Leary's barn where they decided the fire started. And it was Catherine O'Leary who was milking the cow. Of course Be- it was. Bessie it's always a woman's fault, Chris. Whoever, Bessie. Uh, and yeah, it's a woman's fault. And then for a while it was just like, oh, this far- started at a farm. And then p- because people hated Irish people back mm-hmm. then. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, it was the O'Leary's farm. Mm-hmm. And then the O'Leary's, uh, the incompetent poor, wife, poor, poor Catherine O'Leary, had to live with this her whole life. And uh, they, now they would sue them. Mm-hmm. But then they just shunned them. Of course. 
And uh, but then, it, as it turned out, as it turned out, way they made it even worse. There was a a guy that uh, David Sullivan had started the fire, or maybe another Irish guy. They were that were gambling in the barn with Whoa, O'Leary's son. See, now to the truth, because James Patrick O'Leary, who was only two years old at the time, turned out to be a very uh, famous gambler and saloon owner. Hmm. Yeah, how about that? What year was the fire? The fire was in the 1800s. It was 18... Let's see. Where was this fire? 1871. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, so, yep. I guess there's some truth to it, but not really. Of course. Yeah. They're just... The guy started the fire, and he's blaming everyone else but himself. Is basically the moral of the story. Yeah, and they That's, were just like, let's, let's find a scapegoat. Who do we hate? And they were yeah. like... Mixed. Cows and women. <laughs> and Irish people. Is you get all three. It's a perfect trifecta. <laughs> the cow becomes the fun, cute legend. The poor woman gets shunned and dies heartbroken. Of course. And Irish people take the blame. I'm surprised they didn't like call her a witch and like try to like burn her the stake or cross or yeah, something. Yeah, I bet they did. I bet they definitely came down on her pretty hard. She couldn't escape <laughs> the tyranny, you know? <laughs> yep. You never can. Chicago Fire, well, people were pretty mad. You know, it did destroy 17,000 buildings. Sure, 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 sure. So, not great. No, gotta blame somebody, I guess. Yep, some heads have to roll, Chris. Heads have to roll. (laughs) It's the moral. That's the actual moral of the story. Oh, for sure. There's uh, there's this, like, uh, this bridge collapsed, collapsed sort of famously in Pittsburgh a couple years ago. It was like when Joe Biden was in town talking about infrastructure. Like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So they've they've since gone back and like the, it takes years and years for them to do like a, you know, like a te- why did it break? You know, and right. and uh, and really, it, it, what it boils down to is there are hundred like over a hundred bridges in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and there is about a hundred thousand dollars total in the city budget to keep them up. Right. So when they do these inspections, they're like, well, no, it's not perfect. Like, this is probably not great, but, you know, like, there's the, the buy the book version of this needs to be repaired and it will cost X millions of dollars. Or there's the, I'd really like to go have lunch now and it doesn't look that bad, you know? I got all the duct tape here. In my yeah, car. yeah. Well, we could probably patch it up another year. <laughs> you know, we don't have any money to fix this. So there's, right. so th- th- that's basically what it boils down to. And like, and I saw this like post about it and uh, everyone's just like, it's just like such a pitchfork. Someone's head has to roll. Right. And I'm like, no one has to be in trouble. What right. has to happen is you have to pay more taxes. The money has to be allocated. And then we can fix these bridges that you use every fucking day and love and is the identity of your fucking Yinzer world. But instead people are just yeah. like, who That's can horrible. we get in trouble? Who can get fired? I'm yeah. not happy until someone, some low-level municipal employee, is fired and and <laughs> and banished and per, like you know like undressed in public. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. I'm happy, but I don't yeah. want to pay taxes. You know, it's just like right. ugh. I'm like fucking. Thank goodness Catherine O'Leary wasn't in Pittsburgh. She, they would have they would have thrown the bridge on top of her. They would have thrown the bridge right on top of her. With us, with some French fries <laughs> and a Yingling and a Yingling, yeah. 
Anyway, that's it. Wives' tales. Oh, oh history of America for us. In this the week. history, oh, yeah, we got some history. We got some history I, done. I think we start doing this every week. Just a little, a little. Slice I'm of- impressed that we talked about white history during Black History Month. <laughs> well, of course we did. Well, how, how the hell could we talk about Black History? <laughs> uh, I'm not touching it. <laughs> we got to make everything about ourselves, don't we? <laughs> yeah, it's a podcast, Chris. I mean, I mean, as white people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We can talk about black people in like a negative way. We'd be like, why is Cam Newton always getting in fights? Yeah, yeah. Why, is why, he talking can't shit he, to why can't he be more like Peyton Manning? Oh God, I know. Uh, that you know what? That actually is a perfect segue to one of my topics I wanted to talk about tonight. What today? That? What's that? Let's have it. And it's I texted you guys in, the, in the, our our little kind of what you know mixed oh, group, yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever you want to call them. Last night, because yeah. I was trying to watch the Knicks game. The anti Hubie Brown commentary, the channel. Uh, no, no, no. It's it's well, it's 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 not. It's the other side of the Hubie Brown content. We don't. We're not going. I'm not engaging in the Hubie content with you. Come right. on. No, no. We've done that to death. I mean, for fuck's sakes. Let's let's. Leave I love Hubie shit talking Hubie Brown. For maybe for March we could do <laughs> Hubie Brown History Month or something. <laughs> <laughs> There's it's, a lot of ground. It was there. born the day of the Chicago Fire. <laughs> He's the one that actually started the yeah. fire. Yeah. Um, Hubie O'Leary. But I was listening. I was listening to the. I was watching the next game on TV. Bar, real, <laughs> real, real barn burner. I almost said that's funny. Yeah, yeah. It was a terrible game. I didn't realize. I my wife went to bed, so I turned it on, and it was like the second half, almost into the fourth quarter. It was a rough one. It was. It was a. It was a. It was a. It, was a, it wasn't a great game. But anyway, I'm listening to the to the broadcast, and it's it's Mike Breen. It was great. Mm. And then I'm like, who the fuck is this? Who is the other guy talking? And it, and it, it realized it's, it's fucking Alan Hahn. I don't know who Alan Hahn is. So Alan Hahn was a, was a New York, he's a New York guy through and through. He was a beat reporter for, you know, a few newspapers and stuff over the years with the, for the, with the Knicks and the Jets or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Does and then talk like a New Yorker. Uh, not quite. No, he doesn't have a strong accent. But he's kind of got that attitude, but it doesn't quite fit. You know, he's very opinionated about everything. He's got an opinion on everything. Uh, so anyway, he, he, at some point he joined MSG as a studio host. He would usually do the pregame shows, I think with Wally Zerbiak and like all that kind of bullshit. Yeah, I was going to say, why can't Wally just do the thing? Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. But anyway, uh, so then now he's, he's, but he's also on ESPN now, like in the morning shows at some point in time, just because he has such strong opinions that they bring him onto those things. But it's it's just it's He's just first, dumb first take kind of guy. Yeah, first take or get up and all that kind of crap. And every time he's on there, I just I, I mute him because I just can't stand him. Can't stand listening to him. And because he's so, he's he's one of those like he's kind of the old school mentality where the game has to be played the right way. You know, he's like stand up characters and like all these guys. And you're like you just you just know he he just seems like he hates black people. Yeah, or people of color. It's just it, 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 like if it's, a, if it's a white person playing sport, they do things the right way. They always do things the right way. They're stand up people and stuff. And he said this in the broadcast last night because they said um, somehow they brought up a stat. I don't know who who it was, but the, uh, Mike Green brought up the stat about um, players with uh, played the most games without getting a technical foul. Oh Jesus Christ! And it was uh, I, I don't so I I don't know if someone was on the. For for what? Oh, it was the head coach of the Pelicans was Willie Green, right? That's his name, Willie Green, I think. 
Uh, he's the second most games played without getting a technical. And then whoever the first guy was, career leader and stuff. And then he named like three or four other guys. And it was all like, it's all like, you know, decent players, um, like of no real sort of, you know, importance necessarily. Uh, but, but non, they're all just like sort of passive, you know, players, you know, guys who, who don't, you know, they don't cause trouble. They don't argue with the refs. They don't do anything, whatever. And he, he listened, he basically Brian lists the top five guys. And all Mike Hahn does a contribute this guy. He's like, you know what they all have in common? Stand up guys. Oh, God. Good. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm like, ah, that's your fucking, that's your, that's what you add to this. Like, you don't need to say anything. You don't need to say that. You don't need to say fucking jack shit about this stupid he's fucking stuff. He's, I just looked at a picture of him. He's definitely, he's got the, uh, the Proud Boys, like, nod haircut. Yeah. He's, he's just, he like anything that's, that's, you know, you know, you know, God forbid a player probably has tattoos or something. He, he probably has just negative reaction to everything. Like if you're not from the fucking forties or fifties, you know, God forbid you play any kind of fucking sport because he's just, he's going to have a problem with you. Probably your Is attitude, that, the way well, you look, it's, it's all that kind of bullshit that he, I can't stand listening to him about that. He's on, he's an ESPN radio guy, I guess, huh? Why wouldn't it be Zerbiak or literally anybody else? Like literally why, anybody. Like this guy wrote for Newsday. Who even reads Newsday? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, he's like a total. He's a total like he's a like a complete product of New York, and will never be more than that. Like this, he's reached like he's just a local sports guy. From what my, from what I can tell, it's like Long Island University to Newsday to like to the New Jersey Devils to yep. like now he's like works for the MSG network and sometimes guests on ESPN. Like, yeah. And now because, because he's local and, and ESPN's like their morning shows are in New York now or in Manhattan, their studios. And he's got such strong opinions on everything. They're like, Hey, you know who we need to fill in once in a while? Because he, he's right here and he's on the ESPN radio with, with a couple of old former, like I think uh, jets players and stuff like uh, Bart. I think it's Bart Scott and um, Chris Canty or something. And so they're like, hey, let's just bring him in. You know, he's got a lot of good opinions. And it's like, oh, no, he doesn't. He's just, he's just so awful. Yeah. Well, you uh, know, you know who's the opposite of him? Uh, old friend of the pod, Mike Vorkanoff, who's just been having like a week. Oh. He's been really? getting sh- Shams. He, wrote, he, he co- co-produced a piece with Shams. They're, they're dropping bombs. It's very boring. It's about the 2027 All-Star Game weekend. But he's getting <laughs> scoops now. I like it. Vorkanoff's out there. He yeah, could man. be the next Woj. Vor- Do it. Vork Fork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's going to like that one. I bet. You got to come up with something better. Uh, it's time for us to get him back on the show. I would love to know what he thinks. Uh, he's, he wrote a really good piece. If you're reading the athletic about the, uh, 65 game rule, he's got a real, he's, Mike's really got opinions now, you know? Good. Good for him. Well, he's not just, he's not just a, he's not just a NBA or a Knicks guy. Now he's just NBA reporter, yeah, you know? Uh, national. Yeah. He's national. Yeah. Still has he's, less followers on Instagram than I do, but you know what? It's not uh, about, it's not about the gram. It's about, yeah. it's, it's about the X. <laughs> Exactly. He's more. He's more of the content, not the, uh, 
not the uh, whatever you. Can. Listen, I need him to be as low profile as possible because the only way we're getting back on the show. And I think he's big for us now at this point. I, I, I'm not, not, I don't think he would be. And I think I think as long as we like had our shit together and did like a real show where we weren't like talking about <laughs> fucking Catherine O'Leary for the first eight hours and like really you know had some hard hitting, <laughs> deep punching. Yeah, what's what the a, deal with Indianapolis? Yeah, what's that town like? Uh, he uh, and, and since and since cold cuts and RJ are running from us, seriously, out of fear, I don't blame them. I mean, they keep losing, so you know. Yeah, you know, I would like to have them back right now and 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 make them both, everyone talk about how much they truly uh, miss Julius Randall. Mm. That they would have to. Good question. Uh, yeah, hard hitting, right? Yeah, yeah. We're doing it. Put a corner. See see where they go. Yeah. We got corner of them. They'll be like, yeah. well, Mitchell, when, Julie, when, yeah, Mitchell Robinson comes back with his with his coach his coach roommate. Yeah. Gonna... I think the first question I would ask him was, do they wish they had had quitting grime still now? You know, I watched uh I watched the um the, <laughs> I took a break from billiards and watched a basketball game the other day. It was the it was the Raptors Pacers where the Raptors won. I really Ooh, like this Raptors oh. team. Something I never thought I'd hear myself say. But like they're and they beat Siakam, who just looks like he maybe isn't that good. Uh, but I I like the RJ. Uh, quickly. Who's a who's the other pretty good guy on on uh, on the Raptors? Oh, man, I can't think of him. He's the one that like made the All Star game. Uh, I keep wanting to say Dylan Brooks, and it's like the, not the name. But uh, they're they and I they beat the the Pacers, who are who is an, a team that I really I I really like watching too. But like Scotty Barnes, that's who I'm thinking of. Like I'm I'm kind of all in on like the like I I love. Bruce Brown, I love Grady Dick. Like, there's you love Dick. I do. I love Dick. Did they <laughs> then when they announced him onto the thing, they call him Mister Big Dick Energy. Whoa! No way. Yeah, 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 yeah. They 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 call Ow. they say Big Dick Energy. Like Ow. they they can get away with it, and so like the in 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 game announcers are like just having so much fun with it. Oh my god! That that. I I would never have I I never would have thought they could have gotten away with that. Actually. Yeah, the announcers have been doing all sorts of like dick dro- jokes too. Oh, you have it's to all over the internet. Oh, that's great. and he leans into uh, it like he's like he's it, it's wonderful. You know, and and yeah, Olenek's well, nice. Like honestly, I was thinking like if somehow the Raptors could trade for Embiid, they would be immediate. It would he's like the one piece that would make them incredible. Hmm. I would never want that because I hate Drake and whatever, but like, sure. but like, I kind of am like, like, I really like this Raptors team. Like they're, they're, and they're, I, they're I, like old I, Knicks, you know? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I feel like they're kind of, you like, you see, I think you maybe gravitate towards like kind of scrappy starless player teams. I do. I do. You know? Yeah. Like when a they, lot of good players on the team, but never one like sort of, I mean, I, the Sixers are an exception because that's just your history. Right. But um, when you're always looking for other teams, I think maybe I'm wrong because I could, I could, I could honestly say I, I would watch like I would watch the Raptors for the rest of the season and be happy. I'm kind of hoping the Sixers just like m- mail it in. 
honestly, like since the Sixers have stunk and there's no pressure for them to win, I've really like enjoyed the NBA season. Like I could just watch games and be like, right. it has no bearing on my yeah. happiness. Right. It's wonderful. It's like yeah. a, a team free watching mm-hmm. experience is, is, mm-hmm. is like so much like, I'm like, you know, what? if the Sixers, they're not tanking, you know, like it's not like, I don't, there's just, they have like a written, they have an excuse. They have a pass, you know, and no one's talking about them. No one's bitching about Embiid for MVP and games played and is he injured and what? Like they just, they should just take this season and be like, let Maxi shine, get rid of Tobias. That's a wrap. And then I can just watch the Raptors. Maybe they'll get a play in. And, and, and Cleveland, Cleveland last night was amazing. What a fun game. Was that the was that the Max Drew shot game? Yeah, longest, second longest game winner in uh, the three point era. Oh, it was Who crazy. Was yeah. Anyway, I don't need to go down the basketball road because I know that there's two great movies you saw. <laughs> <laughs> great segue, Chris. Real yeah. good. Here, this is how can Vorkanov not want to be on this <laughs> with that kind of stuff? <laughs> But you're right, Chris. I did see two great movies in the last week. Can I guess what they are? Sure. Okay. I just need I need a cu- I'm a couple of hints. Okay. Okay. One uh one was in the theater. Oh wowzers! Okay. We went we went over the weekend. My wife and I we went and saw one in the theater. Mm. The other uh, is on uh, it's streaming. Uh, and they both sort of take me back a bit. Are they, can I, one clue, can I, are they in the Oscar, are they Oscar pictures? Um, I don't know if they're both for best picture Oscar, but they both have, I think, several nominees in the, in Oscar categories. I'm not going to be able to guess. What are they? Okay. Uh, the first one I watched was a couple weeks ago, uh, maybe two weekends ago, we were in Vermont. We watched, uh, the holdovers with Paul Giamatti. Good God. Chris. I just don't understand you sometimes. What do you mean you don't understand? That was the most contrite, fucking, formulaic movie. The only thing that kept me entertained was the fact that his fucking lazy eye changed eyes multiple times throughout the movie. (laughs) I love that. It's like, which eye is it going to be in this time? That's why I loved it because it's like an old. It's like it was such a bite. It was like I, I, I literally at one point said, "Cue the Cat Stevens music," and Cat Stevens music played. I was like, I was like, wait, I like it's that obvious. Like, Kristen was like, "All right, I give up." Like, yes, it's a formulaic and stupid. Of course, it is. All movies are formulaic. Oh my god, I could not with that movie. I of course you couldn't. Ah. You like uh, this? Uh, this was a late '90s, early 2000s, like indie movie type thing. No, I, it was a ripoff of like Harold and Maude. It was like a rip. It was like a, a throwback to fucking Mrs. Robinson. And and how many fucking movies do we need to have that take place at a fucking all boys school that harken back to a time when men needed to find themselves and get a second chance to be blah 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 blah. blah. That fucking movie was so embarrassing <laughs> the fact that they threw like <laughs> they just were like and here's the black cast member and her trials and tribulations with life 
Although we, she was great. She sure, was she was fine. Like it was, but it was just all such a formula. What? Uh, I, sure, dude. Every movie is. Uh, every movie is a fucking formula. I wish he would have fucking died at the end. And that would have been great too. I would have been happy with it. He's like, I have encephalophagitis. I have Quincy. I'm gonna get. I I just came inside with a wet coat. I've got a wet coat on. I'm Paul. I'm Paul Giamatti. Do you have you ever seen me act any different than this? Oh, I'm Paul. The one difference between this and every other movie I've ever played is I have a lazy eye. Uh, but it will change throughout the course of the movie, and I will tell you more later. That's that was the I thought that was the perfect point of the whole movie is that it was like sort of low budgety like I'm not keeping track of like what's actually where we're at in this movie or what's going on like we're just gonna throw all this kind of shit together and it's gonna be a nice little story it was great and it's like we're just we're gonna like do you like do you remember the last scene we had where his lazy eye was on his left side or his right and they're like no 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 I think that even at the end of the movie where he was like he was because the kid asked him like which eye do I look at or something and at the end the guy just sort of he pointed to his right eye and he's like you look at this one. And the guy, the guy, I think the kid was kind of looked at him like, I'm not sure about that. He's like, what? <laughs> today? Today I do. Right. right. What about tomorrow when it's a different eye? It was great, man. I yeah. was... Uh, I missed, also, I why is he... Those... Dr- he just became a drunk driver at the end? Yeah. Yeah. What? I don't understand any of that. He's like, yeah. and now I'm going to take some whiskey and drink and drive. Ball to your body, out! I was like, what the fuck? It's the 70s, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I miss those I miss those movies. I miss those like indie movies where nothing sort of makes sense. I'd take a flamethrower to this place. Yeah. Oh, that's just, all this was God. Yeah, it was great. All right. The Charlie, are you a bard man? Charlie? <laughs> like, I'd yeah. much rather watch that. Yeah. If Al Pacino was in that role, it would have been great. He would have killed it. Doesn't he already have a lazy eye? I feel like Al Pacino's always got a lazy eye. Probably. Yeah. All right, yeah. what was the other one? God, I, can, right, I can't one. wait to hear what other piece of shit you fucking loved. Uh, it was American Fiction. Oh, yeah. It's, that's, I, I had a feeling that was going to be it, as it's Black History Month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great one. I think we t- I tried to talk about it, it on the podcast here. Have you watched it? Yeah, I watched it. I I really like the Cord Jefferson, yeah, I the guy that. One. Well, I th- we talked about it on the show. I said I said that there was a podcast with the creator of American Fiction. And he, Did we? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. He, it's okay. Uh, it's a very good. He's a, he's a very interesting guy. The guy that wrote it, and I liked. Yeah. I liked the movie. I wasn't like. I was really excited to see it because I like old uh, Jeffrey Wright. Jeff Wright, Mister Stepping Out. Uh, and uh, <laughs> uh out? I don't know. oh man, RJ and I, I'm gonna put him on blast. Oh, we were at Moe's, you know, that bar in uh, Fort Green, there, right there. On uh, I don't, oh, uh, it's been there for it, probably isn't there anymore. Oh, the it's like an old cocktail lounge kind of thing, I think. No, no, you're thinking that that's a different spot. Uh, that's okay. Frank's, I think. Uh, Moe's is just like a, a bar, it's right there, it's around the corner, it's a block away from what you're thinking. Uh, and RJ and I went there. I don't know what the fuck we were doing. It's not good. Something not good. It was like <laughs> Tuesday at fucking 2 a.m. RJ and I stumble into Moe's. And old Jeff Wright comes in. Jeff Wright comes in with a, with a lady. And we're like, oh, man, there's Jeff Wright. So we're all sitting at the bar. And uh, I was like, I'm going to Google image Jeffrey Wright's wife. 
Uh-oh. <laughs> that was not her. Uh-oh. Now, maybe he was taking a young actress under his wing and mentoring her. But I gotta <laughs> believe he was fucking that girl. <laughs> it was 2 a.m. on a Wednesday. <laughs> so, that's, but that's my only Jeffrey Wright story. And I saw him, I saw him on Broadway a couple times. I really like him. I really like him. One of he's my great. one of my favorite actors. I uh, think he's hugely underrated, underappreciated. Yeah, he he because he he's not just out there in your fucking face. And in, in this role too, I this movie was much better. Like, I, oh, I know Moe's. Yeah, okay. It was much better. D- d- fucking uh, Tra- Tracy Ellis Ross, incredible. Uh, who was in the movie for all of ten seconds? Like, yeah. stole the movie. Yeah, I can't believe like they like she. I can't believe like that she's not in the movie longer than than ten seconds. I know, and she's I was kind of pissed, actually. She's so good. I thought the guy from uh, This Is Us was the weak link in the show, and I like that guy, the bro- yeah. the one who played the brother. Yeah, he's great. I thought he was great. I didn't love him. I I okay. thought he was like kind of overdoing it, but I but they but I think they did good with his character. They didn't make him into like a pro- the problem that I thought he was going to be. Right, right, because they were all just kind of the problem. Yeah, they were all the problem. I, yeah, it's a it's a fantastic movie. Um, I, I, I just wasn't, it just wasn't quite great. It just wasn't. No, it wasn't. Was no, I don't great. think it was great. I it, was expecting it, greatness. It was funnier than I was expecting it to be too, almost in a way. Oh yeah. Yeah. I had a couple like, of LOLs. It was sort of like, um, um, like sort of underplayed humor in kind of, uh, anytime uh, they, d- anytime they did, they would have a white author. They were like doing these caricatures of white authors. Yeah. Yeah. I was dying when they were on those yeah. Zoom calls or those conference calls. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then like one like guy that considers himself a real renegade and like yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the overweight guy. Yeah, and, uh, that guy uses like just everyone, and then the woman who's like overly woke. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they. I mean, they really brought like that movie for a first time director. Like that movie was and writer. I think that movie was incredible. I I was trying to figure out while I was watching those characters like who they were trying to base. I know, I know. It wasn't. Off of? I don't. I think it was like an amalgam, amalgam. Problem. But 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 it, there were definitely like, like that guy in particular. I was trying. I was trying yeah. to too. I was like, I I know him. I I like. I know. Yeah. I know who he, who yeah. they're portraying. I just couldn't. I just couldn't figure it out. Yeah, I couldn't either. It was it was not too subtle. Nod to 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 people in literature, and the totally. the guy that was the guy that not to just be like and then the part and then the part and the one time the one time I but, but the but the uh when the guy who who was in oh like the board or the head of the the actual uh award you know yeah like the guy yeah. that, that's like that's like and he calls jeffrey right and he's just so unhappy with his life and it just so he's just so obvious he's just like yeah this is stupid and we need to get another black person and yeah can you just do any he's like and now we don't have any money i was like that guy is so good he just was so disassociated and disenfranchised with the literary world i loved him and it was his (laughs) stupid award i for me the person i thought the stole show and i was so happy to see her in in something because we haven't seen her since living single was it was his love interest Erica Alexander? Yeah, she was, and she was so good. She was so great. She was great. She was amazing. Yeah. I love her. Yeah, she was. Great. I've been a big fan of her since Living Single. Anyway. Yeah, That's well, her. I mean, we had, we got to see some WB stalwarts because it was uh, Tracy Ellis Ross was in Girlfriend, right? I mean, those are back to back. Those those two were the stars of back to back shows. That's true. That's true. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, 
It was good. I liked it. It was, uh, and then and his agent too. I thought was actually really great. Oh, is he was the best. Yeah, he was so he was so like he was so awesome. And I, anytime he was in a scene, I felt comfortable. Yeah, like even when he was giving him bad advice, you're like, well, he's fucking. He was yeah. That guy needs to be yeah. in more movies. He was fucking incredible. Yeah. He's been in a lot of things though. I think he's just he's just never like he's, gotten big. He's like role. The, he's a Bill Camp level yeah, actor. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And I really, I actually, um, the where he did the where he he had like the three different bottles of Johnny Walker, and he was like, oh yeah, you know, I thought that, about you. That was like that was a fucking a perfect uh, analogy. Um, nah, the word but analogy uh, analogy yeah it was yeah. great I, I thought that worked really well actually yeah go see that movie uh yeah. last movie last I'm, I'm trying to get through all the oscar movies chris okay i am uh for you i, I don't, don't even try anymore. i'm i'm like halfway through yeah uh oppenheimer i'm never gonna see that movie <laughs> I, I i watched it uh over the last it, it was actually better than i was expecting it to be it's too long but it's man like, and, I, long and, it's and so i don't boring. like how i don't like how that chris nolan guy is just fucking with you everything's a, like he's he uh, ugh, anyway <laughs> and i'm not gonna watch old devil moon or whatever the fuck that's just gonna be too sad and horrific and i don't need to feel that way <laughs> the old white devils yeah I, I know what that's i know what that story is and it's not happy and it's and i don't need to see leo doing leo things and i hate right. martin scorsese and it's it's sure. nine hours long and yeah. Congratulations, you did it again, Marty. You found another n- notch in American history that you can. And he's exploit. not going to win an Oscar for. He'll, he's going to win an Oscar for. So I've, I've, I've no, I found the I found the loophole. So I watched uh, Maestro. Oh God! Not it's not that bad. Really? It's really not. No, it's directed. Well, just, it's so funny because it's directed and acted by Bradley Cooper, right? And I guess he wrote it too, which I do not believe. Half of his life. Yeah. So he's, that movie's a a lock for hair and makeup. And and Bradley Cooper's actually really good. And and Carrie Mulligan uh, is. Mulligan. She's 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 always fantastic. She's, and and the hair and makeup is amazing. The direction of the movie is, is just pure shit. It is so obvious. And it's like, it's like, how do I shine the light on me more? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's weird to be like, I'm going to do this. Like I'm going to portray someone who's real and make this somehow about me portraying him. And there's these very obvious things. Like you're like, you notice you're like, Oh, it's black and white during the black and white period. And it's shot in four, three aspect ratio. And then as the movie progresses and gets old, lo- old longer and suddenly it's in 16, nine aspect ratio. And I'm like, I could see Bradley Cooper being like, we're going to do this fucking cool thing where we're going to change the way this movie's filmed to emulate every era of film in the lifetime span, lifespan of this person. That being said, totally watchable and way better than the fucking hideaways or whatever the fucking holdovers. Ugh, I don't think way so. better. Way better. It's pretty. I mean, I'm not going to watch it. It's stupid. Maestro's pretty good. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't want to watch it either. But it's it has Cooper and this whole this whole fucking bullshit. He's good in it though. I don't care. But the problem is, is he thinks he's good in it, right? And you can, you really pick up on that. Yeah. 
Listen, I appreciate the fact that you don't like Bradley Cooper. I think he's a fucking useless piece of shit. The movie itself, though, not too bad. Mm, okay. Wait, well, so what's the loophole here you were talking about with Scorsese? Scorsese and fucking and, and, uh, Spielberg are both fucking listed as producers on this thing. Oh, uh, okay. So, like, if there's, if there's any, like, Oscars that it get wins, they get some piece of it. So, right. yeah. I'm just noticing, like, like, the budget on this thing was crazy. And I'm noticing that, like, basically directors are just, like, I don't know what the fuck Spielberg and, and Scorsese had to do with this movie at all, other than they got to throw their fucking name on it. And, like, that's well, that's why he got it made. Is because he had a couple, you know, heavyweights yeah. backing him. On yeah, this thing. and now they get the chance to catch the buzz. You know? Sure, that's funny. actually. You know what? You know what? I'll just since we'll stay on this on this thing. I watched. I watched this show. It's a. It's like two or three years old now. It was on FX. I don't think we talked about this, but I just finished watching it. It was a limited series with. Um, it's called Fosse Verdon. Okay. It was about Bob Fosse and, and his wife, Gwen Burden, who's a dancer as well, who was famous back in the day. Bob Fosse wasn't gay? Uh, if he was, they didn't like... No, he was a womanizer. Wow. Uh, so, but, I mean, maybe he went both ways, but they never kind of broached that subject or anything. Okay. Uh, but he was a huge womanizer, though. He's a piece of shit, basically, is, yeah. is, is, the, is, the, is the moral of this story. Uh, but it stars... It, it's a, it's, it was eight or eight episodes, maybe? Maybe ten at the most. Uh, it starred Sam Rockwell and Michelle Williams. Love him. Yeah, we. I know. I I know you and I both love one of my Rock- favorite actors in the whole world. And Michelle Williams is like right there with like Carrie Mulligan. Like she, she I thought she kind of stole this whole thing. Actually. I don't like her. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, she was really great. I can't get past her Dawson's Creek thing. Oh, I see. I don't even know her from Dawson's Creek. So that's how I know her, and I All hated right. her on. Dawson's anyway, Creek. it's it's a little slow. It it can be a little boring at times. Yeah. But but the two of them performances are just incredible, and I I came away impressed with Sam because as you you can't help but like him, but his character is such a fucking typical like male chauvinistic piece of shit, and they really lean into it on this thing. I think my takeaway was that they really highlighted that stuff about him, uh, and what you know, however like talented he is, and he made movies and Broadway shows and choreography and all the whole thing. Um, and how he really tried to sort of overshadow his wife or ex-wife because she left him at some point. But it's really great. Well, they really, they did a, they they got a lot of actors in here to play other actors. Yeah, which is great too. They, they did a, they did a great job with the cast. Like there's a lot of other people, like the woman. Young Jerry Orbach. That's incredible. Yeah. And whoever the, uh, the woman they does that portrays like Liza Minnelli for like an episode, like did a pretty great job. Kelly Um, Barrett. I think it's worth, your time to watch it uh, just just for the two performances. Uh, well, hold on a minute, okay? This is yeah. eight hours probably, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So you're telling me I got to uh, base, I'll watch eight hours of something, then you have to watch Maestro. Oh. Uh, okay, never mind, forget it. You know, Come on! <laughs> Dude, I'm not watching, I'm not going out of my way to I watch I think Maestro. you'll There's- like it. I think you'll Way like it. I, I, I'm not. I can't. I, I got to let this thing die off for like a year or something before I can even try to watch that movie. It's one of those. It's like the fucking Titanic. From like I, I. It took me like five years before I watched the Titanic. 
I think even longer, maybe. I did not like the Titanic. I refused to go to the theaters or even rent it because it was like the Titanic. So fucking great. It's so fucking great. Yeah. It's the best movie ever. Made the most money of all time. It's pretty bad, but but you got to get the cultural references, you know? If you haven't seen Titanic, you won't know like why Britney Spears talks about the old woman's necklace in one of her songs. (laughs) Also, Billy Zane is always great. Well, of course, sure. I mean, I ended up watching it years and years later, but like it, I, it, I, I like, I need to let the hype and the, and the fucking, just the, the slow moving fucking pus of there, just self congratulations on this thing. So just there's, get, I have a similar movie. I have a similar movie that I've, 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 I've never seen cause I hate, I hated the people behind it, but I feel like I've let myself down and that's can't hardly wait. Is that what it's called? Is that, which is the, no, that thing you do. That thing you do. Do you know the, oh, Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks. Yeah. and uh, yeah. and Steve Zahn? Yeah, and uh, the other guy from like... Um, and I think Liv Tyler. Like, it was just like all the things I hated at that age. Yeah, and it was, it was, it's the guy from the Dead Poets Society, I think, too. He's the drummer. Tom Everett like, Scott, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's basically the Bosom Buddies, right? So it's, it's just like, it's Tom Hanks casting me as Tom Everett Scott, and... and Steve Zahn will play the other bosom buddy. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just like, I'm like, we get it. It's the, it's the bosom buddies. <laughs> and Actually, I, the other movie that I'll, the, the one, the more current one for me too, is like, is that fucking Elvis movie. I'll never watch it. I'd watch it. I like Baz Luhrmann. Mm. And I hate Elvis. So if it does, I don't, I don't think it's particularly nice to Elvis, but I feel like I should have watched that thing you do. Oh, I think that one's really nice to Elvis. There's another one that's not nice to Elvis, and that's the one that's about uh, Priscilla Presley, I think. More. Priscilla, it's called. Yeah. yeah. I see it's advertised to me a lot. Um, all right, well, we got, we got a couple minutes here. Uh, do you, I, that's our movie reviews for Black are, History Month. Yeah, those are our movie re- reviews for Black History Month. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, I guess I have a couple more I'm going to check out. There's the, there's the one that's like... It's like, uh, I think it's like Swedish. I'm gonna look. I'll probably watch that one soon. I don't know. I don't know what that one is. It's like a crime, yeah. like a kind of a true crimey one. Oh, yeah, that I'll watch. You know who makes really good movies? It's the it's the Scandinavians. Yeah, if you if you don't mind reading movies, you can you can uh you can get you can let's see the best picture movies. Let's see uh, are wow okay. Uh, American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fall. That's the one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Barbie, The Holdovers, Killers of the Dove Flower Moon, Ugh. Maestro. Congratulations. Uh, Oppenheimer. Uh, th- never gonna see it. Past Lives. That's the one. Past Lives and Poor Things and The Zone of Interest. Those are the, those are the ones that I'm gonna have to really work at getting to. But I'm gonna. Poor Things is the one I really want to watch. Actually. You do? Yeah. Oh, the Emma St- Emma Stone. Yeah. Yeah, I just gotten done watching like all of the curse and so I was a little Emma stoned out, but I think I'm ready for it again. Mm. But so far, of all those movies, I still think I I think I like Barbie the most. What's the zone of interest? Uh that might also be like a true crime one. Yeah, it's from the director who made Sexy Beast, which I loved. I love Sexy Beast. Yeah, now this is intriguing me. Yeah, it's a war crime movie. Leaked Nazi drama. 
Every year there's a Nazi movie, you know? Yeah, oh, this is a Martin more. Amos novel. It'll be good. Martin Amos okay. is a good author. All right. Those are all worth watching. All right. Yeah. We'll check these out. Actually, there's a pretty good list there. Of, uh, yeah, there's stuff to see. There's stuff to see. I'm not going to see that old moon, though. That's the one I'm not watching. Maybe I'll watch Oppenheimer, but very unlikely. It, yeah, it's going to take me... Uh, flowers like i kind of want to watch it and i kind of don't so it, that one might take me a while to watch the the uh the the movie i think that got the raw deal was the iron claw that was my, still my favorite movie oh yeah one of, yeah 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 right still it's, haven't seen it wrestling's just never gonna get it to do you know no no all right chris uh tell me quickly since we don't really have any sports to talk about at all uh i mean we've got a basketball season happening around us You've yeah. got uh, Caitlin Clark about to break some records. We talked about that already. So, uh-huh. uh, now I don't give a shit about the Clippers New Unis. So I want to talk about your mom for the last ten minutes. Of the show. <laughs> All right, hold on. The only thing I want to talk about the Clippers Unis is that they, they look pretty great. I I, I like them. They, they kind of are kind I would, of old school, simple. I wouldn't even notice they look this exact same. And like there's like nine hundred stories cool. about it, like how Balmer's vision in this. New Clippers yeah. uniform. I'm like, wh- the, thing like I, the thing I love the most is that they part one of their logos is like, is like they're trying to go back to like you know the actual nautical theme of the Clippers, which was the original thing. They, 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 they have a picture of a ship, and it looks like a fucking cruise ship. When did they release these jerseys? Uh, just like this week, they they had a press release about it. And stuff. Why though? The season's over. I know, but they're for next year. What a dumb, whole, what a dumb a thing re-brand. to not care about. They did a whole rebranding. I know. But, but then why don't they talk about this next year? Like, I don't understand what, like. Well, they probably should have waited until the off season or something. But who, I don't know. They're, I, why, I don't know why they're You're doing You're right. It, it does look like a cruise ship. It's fu- it looks like a cruise ship that's in. Cruise ship. Like, how can you look at that and go, yeah, we're going we're gonna to put this out there. It looks we're like gonna... a cruise ship that's in someone's sight. It's, it's a really busy logo. There's a cruise ship, a basketball on the hull of the cruise ship. Yeah, the C around it for Clippers, and then it's supposed to look like I think a compass. Yeah, somewhat. Yeah. So it's just someone being like way too clever. Like I liked the like the Mariners, the old Mariners M had like the was a trident. You yeah. Know? Or the yeah. or the Brewers Milwaukee Brewers glove was an mm-hmm. MB. That's just mm-hmm. two things. You just take the letter and the little hidden thing. This has yeah. nineteen hidden things in it. Yeah, it's it's too much. It, but it's also like I don't things. understand how you look at a cruise ship and go, yeah, that's what we want. On our it looks like somebody's got a cruise ship in their sights of a submarine and they're about to sink it. Yeah, that's perfect. Actually. That's actually perfect. I saw someone else posted something. They're like, why can't they just do this? And it was a it was a picture of like a hair clippers. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, that's fucking brilliant. Actually, my dad, like, my dad, when I was a kid, I went to Hedges Cornelius Hedges School. We were the Hedges Hornets, and my dad was like trying to petition to be the Clippers. He was like, "You guys should be the Hedges Clippers." And he'd tell he'd tell anyone who'd listen. He really was like that out was, there trying to do it. I would have loved that. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Instead of like the Chiefs or the Indians, like come on, man, yeah, let's let's do well, something. That was in, that was like, until like high school, but yes, the Flathead Braves, the, the longstanding, yeah. that'll never go away. Uh. All right, you want to tell you want to tell me about you want to tell me you have a, you've got nine minutes to tell me about your mom. Okay, so uh, so right now my mom and, and her her partner John they they uh, they spend their winters in in Arizona. Snowbirds, snowbirds. So 
like over a month ago, sometime in June, January, they, um, their apartment that they have in Seattle, uh, it was freezing cold, bad temperatures, unlike you've ever seen in Seattle, Chris. Uh, pipes froze. Yeah, everyone's been pipe complaining about this. And the kitchen ceiling burst, and it like flooded their half their apartment. That happened to me just the other Damaged day. Damaged the whole kitchen, floor, cabinets, the whole thing. And so there's, but they're in they're in uh, Arizona, so they couldn't really come home, and they got kind of stuck because people came. Uh, there was leaks all throughout the building. Like it started from them, and it, it seeped down. Oh Jesus! And they weren't there to deal with it. They weren't there to deal with it, and then. So they got people to go and look at it and construction people and started demoing things or whatever. And of course, insurance companies are involved in the whole thing. So it's been a kind of a big hassle and a headache because she, they were also like, well, we can't go home because we can't stay at the apartment. And uh, so they, they, they kind of don't know what to do and they've been kind of freaking out because they're just sort of relying on other people to tell them like what's kind of going on and they're not directly involved and blah, blah, blah. So, of course, there's been a lot of sleepless nights and all these things. So my mom sort of brought up to me like uh, three weeks ago or something. Um, you know, she's like, ah, oh, she's having trouble sleeping, all these things and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you know, how do you, how did you get, you know, prescription for Xanax? And I have it, you know, basically I talked to my doctor and I was like, I, I get it for flying. And, uh, and I was like, I, I was like, don't, I was like, don't you just have and, a, and your, like a doctor? And your SoundCloud rapping. You get it yeah. for that too. Yeah, of course. And uh, I was like, don't you have like a doctor somewhere down there in the community that everyone goes to? Like, talk to, you, talk to your neighbors and your friends. I'm sure there's a doctor down there. You can go visit him and just tell him you need Xanax. And, like, you're, you're, you know, I'm sure they'll just give it to you, whatever, because you're having trouble sleeping. And, we're and all you're old. Me. She's like, no, no, I can't, do, I can't do that. I can't do that. I'm like, okay, well, I don't know how to help you otherwise. I was like, I, I can't find you illegal drugs or something, mom. Like, that's not in Arizona. Like, I, I don't know where to start with this. So her partner, John ends up going to, he goes like every year, twice a year to Mexico. Oh, he got some Zanny bars. Some, uh, to, well, he goes for, for the dentist down there. Cause it's like, you know, at least it's less than, it's more than half, half the price of like what normally would cost you and stuff in the States. And they're, and they're really good dentists. And you, you basically, you drive like 45 minutes, you park in a parking lot, you walk across the border and it's this town right there in New Gallus. Uh, New Gales, Mexico, where it's like it's catered basically for Americans. Like all the shops and doctors and dentists, everything you want is like right there. And he's there for a couple hours, gets his teeth cleaned, and they he has to have something done, whatever. So he has to get a prescription or something. So they're like, there's a pharmacy around the corner. Just go there and fill out. You, you can get your prescription. He's like, okay. So he goes and talks to the as he's talking to the pharmacist, and he's like, hey, uh, by the way, he's like. You guys have like Xanax, Xanax or something of the equivalent? And the guy's like, yeah, sure, no problem. He's like, I'll uh, I'll write your prescription. So he gives him like a bottle of like thirty or fifty fucking pills of Xanax. And he's like, he's like, just keep it in your pocket. Don't put it in your bag with the rest of the your other actual prescription. He's like, just in case if they check you at the border. He's like, just keep it in your pocket. They'll they they don't frisk you or anything. So he's like, just you're not supposed to have this. So whatever. And he's, John's like, okay. So he does it. Gets it across the border. No problems. No questions asked. Comes home. Tells my mom, he's like, hey, I got Xanax. Like, let's, you know, because they're both of them aren't sleeping at all. Let's crush these up and snort them. Yeah. So <laughs> they're like, okay. So they, they break it down. But my mom is like super scared. Like, I don't think she's ever done drugs in her life. Uh, I'm not even sure she's even had other prescription type drugs, like hardcore stuff, control substances. So they, they 
but they're so nervous about it that he he cuts the pill into quarters. Oh my god, what's the point? Yeah, <laughs> and she, they're like, so they both take like a quarter of a pill. I don't even know what the milligrams are on this thing. Yeah. They're not you know, Xanax usually aren't that aren't that high. I think what they give you. Both of them slept for like almost twelve hours. Really, straight through. And now they have so my mom problem. calls me the next day and she's like, "Oh my god, those things are amazing." <laughs> she's like she's like i don't i don't know what to do like she's like i slept we slept so good i've never i haven't slept like that in like 30 years of this whole thing (laughs) she's like i'm really scared to take this because they were really good and i really like sleeping like this she's definitely it's so funny to me that like old people like just want to die yeah She's like, yeah. that, sleep, that sleep was as close to death as I could find. And yeah, I, I want to sleep it. like that. Yeah, and now she's sort of, and I, was, I told her the whole story. I was like, told her about Xanax. I gave her the history of Xanax. I was like, it's a controlled substance. It's like very addicting. Like you, you, if you do get some, like, you know, you should be careful and stuff. She's like, try not to take it every night and stuff. But she's like a fucking crack feet now. Yeah, she wants it. She wants it. <laughs> she wants it. She might, she, become a, she might become a SoundCloud rapper. She, maybe she will. Like but, she know, but now she know, and then so, but then they were like, they were talking to themselves about it. Like the next day, like the whole day, they spent talking. Like, how does Chris take? How does he take one of these on on a flight? And like, how does he wake well, up? Well, I do, I'm I'm with you them. I don't know how you do that. <laughs> Xanax well, Xanax is roofy to me. If I take a Xanax, I do not have memories of whatever happened for a good twenty hours. Xanax is a mind eraser. You could. Yeah. I, I, that, I can't fuck with that shit at all. Well, first of all, I was like, Mom, I don't take a whole one on a flight, unless it's a really long flight and I'm trying to sleep the whole time. Like, if it's a, if it's a cross-country flight, I'm taking a half. How do you do it? I, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, like, listen, they probably affected me early on, too. Like, I was super are you groggy. Afraid of, out of are the, you afraid of flying? Um, I'm sort of... I'm sort of afraid of flying. You just want to sleep through the flight because it's more fun. Yeah, I, I like I because I get I'll get nauseous, uh, oh, okay, you know, right. potentially you know motion sickness, all those things, and I'd rather just not go through all that. So yeah, I I yeah, just rather yeah. just knock myself out, sleep old. Yeah, I I I have I used to do Ambien because I was afraid. I got I got really afraid to fly for some reason. Like in my twenties, yeah. I'm over it now. But like I could like like every bump would freak me the fuck out. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck something happened in my twenties where I like started it's also, caring it's about also my life. Pre flight, it's like boarding. Getting on the plane, dealing with all these yeah, fucking but then idiots. you hear these I'm, horror I'm, stories of like I, I've been on too many planes that have unboarded to where I know that if I took an Ambien and then had to like fight through it to like get on a different plane, I don't think I could handle it. That seems there like was, a nightmare. There was the one time we were in uh, we were in uh, California. We were in San Francisco with some friends. We were going. We spent a few days in in San Francisco, and then we were going to go down to San Diego for our friend's wedding. And it was right at the time, like, like all, it was like all the big, like big fires that was like up in the, in the, um, uh, where, you know, like where all the, uh, wine country is and stuff. Sure. So it was huge fires. It was like affecting air travel and the whole things, but we thought it was okay. And so we, we took, I usually take the pill like a half hour or like within a half hour of love, of like boarding basically. Of boarding? Yeah. Wow. Ballsy. Yeah. Uh, or wait till I, I was on that airplane. airplane. Yeah. Yeah. Or once I get on the plane, then I'll take it. Um, it just kind of depends. And, uh, and so, you know, we were like, we were boarding and I like, I popped the pill and then all of a sudden they were like, Oh, flights canceled. Like the weather changed and like we're smoked in, we can't leave and everything. And it, and it turned out 
to be like, like five hours. I think we waited for for the new flight or whatever. How'd you keep your eyes open? Was just I was just slipping away. <laughs> And I, I like, I, I was, I was awake the whole time. I never fell asleep actually though, but my wife and our friends were just like staring at me going like, I don't know if like we can move him. Yeah. I just had a total like glossed over, like look on my face. Yeah. And or, like, we're going to, I think they were going to go get something to eat or something. And they're like, you want to come? And I was like, oh, uh, sure. Uh, I guess so. I don't know. Uh, sounds great to me. Yeah, I have like, no idea. Have a seat on. dipshit. Yeah. And basically I think they just told me to sit there and wait and they'll go get me something or whatever. But I was, yeah, I was completely like out of it with, while still being conscious. That's my fear. That's why I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has it's been, this anyway, has been the, so my Zan- mom is the, like, the Xanax <laughs> of podcasts and your mom is now addicted to Xanax. We're going to need like a monthly check-in. I know. I literally, I call her. She's like, I just talked to her like a couple days ago. She, she hasn't taken it. Since. She's going like to have a face tattoo by the time you see too, her. Next. She's way too scared now of it. Like she literally, she won't. I don't know if she'll ever take it again. And she's still sleeping like shit. And I was like, just take it once in a while just so you can sleep, mom. Just, it's okay. Like, you'll be fine. Well, I, f- I sympathize with her and her house issues. <laughs> I had a very similar situation happen to me the other day. So yeah. it's a, yeah, it's a it's... nightmare. It's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. All right, buddy. This has been a show of really just absolute nothingness. Uh, mm. So k- kudos to, to both of us. <laughs> we, did it again. we did it again. Uh, more. I don't, I yelled that much, so my wife who's working from home can't be too mad at me. No, we did. We kept it cool, man. Uh, yeah. Let's do some more Oscar flicks. The Oscars are the tenth, so we got to catch up, some catching up to do. We oh, could do shit. a prediction show. Oh God! Get ready for the prediction on something. Yeah, exactly. Bet on. Bet on. The, I've already gambled on this stupid Oscars. <laughs> Odds are going through the roof. I do not know how to do this. <laughs> anyway, have yourself a a great day, everyone, one and all. We'll talk to you next week. Peace.